KFC goddamn donut chicken sandwich. These fucking sandwich games are getting out of control. Fucking motherfuckers dying in the mean streets of Popeyes. Fucking diners. I'm gonna start a whole uh, fucking turf war. Some fucking donut chicken sandwich. Am I recording this shit? Oh shit. Hey, Whiskey Sick Podcast, motherfuckers. Episode number 98. All up in your ass, Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank. Hit him with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get out of the bag, but I ask now. Come on and get out of the bag, put my hands out. You gotta get out of the bag, gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get out of the bag, but I ask now. Come on and get out of the bag, put my hands out. You gotta get out of the bag, gotta make down. Why don't you get up? Yo, 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 it feels so good to be back. It's your boy, Moody Hank, Seth Gecko. Just put the triple champ down to bed. It's 85 degrees outside. I know some of you homies are still in the winter months, still freezing them little bitties. Well, we got a red ass napkin advisory warning, the first one of 2020 the first red ass napkin advisory warning of the new decade it is in full effect here in dago bitch california um where i am coming to you live uh on the 98th episode of the whiskey sick podcast we rolling up on three years doing the motherfucking cast we rolling hard we ain't stopping i told y'all we ain't stopping Gets a little harder here and there now that the Triple Champ's here. Uh, finding a little time to break away and, and, and have um, no distractions to kick down uh, some knowledge, some, some shit talking, uh, craziness. Um, so uh, I get in where I can fit in. Um, sometimes that's once a week. Sometimes it's every two weeks, one, one and a half weeks. I, I, I'm, it's random. I apologize. I know I shouldn't leave y'all uh, so long without a dope podcast to step to. Uh, but I'm here. Um, and we got a grip to talk about. We got a grip to talk about, homies. Uh, plenty of fight talk. We're going to get right up into the fight uh, that just went down last weekend. Uh, the Wilder uh, versus Fury fight. Um, I was wrong. Uh, I continued my streak. Listen, listen, homies. Listen, 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 Linda, 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 listen. If you're going to predict shit, I don't pretend I know everything. I know I'm wrong. I, there was a while where I, I couldn't ever even try to be wrong. I was so right. Go back to the first, like, 50 episodes. I was, they were the golden picks for a reason. Uh, they, for the last uh, year and a half, they've been, uh, they've been trash. I understand that. But the best thing when you're in, in this prediction game is to either be all right or all wrong. The worst predictor is the motherfucker who's half right and half wrong because then you never know. So you know right away if Gecko's putting his stamp on it, pick the other motherfucker. It's easy as that. You should, you should be tuning into this, writing down all my picks, doing the exact opposite, and I'll be paying your mortgage for the month, every month. That's how it is. So I picked, I picked uh, Wilder. I picked Fury the first time. Um, I thought he'd outbox him. He did. That dro- got drop deaded. 
Um, in the last round, we all know history. He got up. He got up. The new uh, e- e- E60 uh, series, 30 for 30. They're going to do a, 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 Deont- uh, a uh, Tyson Fury. He got up episode. Trust me on that. What happened at the end of that, uh, end of that last round after he got up is uh, he took some shots. He, he weathered a, a little onslaught from uh, Deontay Wilder, and then he started going forward. Tyson Fury started going forward and started bullying uh, the rest of the round, even though he had just got knocked out like a minute before that. And, and he took the end of the round, the second half of the round, the last like minute and a half of the round. He, he, he could have fought it to a 10-9. Uh, the way he was landing shots. And so he carried that momentum and that game plan because the whole 12 and a half or 11 and a half rounds before that, he was ducking and dodging and constantly moving in and out, light on the feet, uh, hitting angles, uh, looking crispy, boxing, boxing. And, and, and that got him, you know, to the 10th round. I mean, to the 12th round. And he looked like he was up to me. He was up, I think I had him up 10 rounds to one at the time. And he ended up finishing, I had him 10 rounds to two. It wasn't even close, but he, two 10-8 rounds for Wilder made it 10 to four, basically. Um, or eight to four. I don't know how that works. But still, it, 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 was, it was a washout. All the other rounds were a washout. Uh, Wilder comes in. You know, I'm thinking, man, you know, he, I knew he would give up a lot of rounds to Ortiz like he did the first time. He did. He did. He gave up seven straight rounds in the seventh round. I think he got the knockout. And I, I figured he would start giving up rounds to, to, uh, to Fury. So when Fury got off to those first two rounds, I was like, this is what I expected. But I expected. But let me back up. Fury came out and he wasn't moving. There was no head movement. There was none of that uh, sting, uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, Ali movement, bouncing on the toes, any of that. I, I was yelling at, uh, at Fury because I was rooting for Fury. I wanted him to get this dub. He's been through a lot. And um, there was no head movement. There was none of that, 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 that dancing around that he did in the first one that made, you know, was making Wilder miss all night. And I was like, uh-oh, I don't know what, this, I don't know what game plan this is. He came in. Like almost 20 pounds over overweight, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to do the Ruiz. Is he going to really do the Ruiz? But he kept telling everybody that would listen that he was going to knock Fury out, uh, knock Wilder out, and I thought, the, I thought that was the most unlikely outcome. I thought, I thought the last thing I was going to see is Wilder getting knocked out, or finished for that matter, TKO'd, whatever. If, if I, I figured he could win all 12 rounds of outboxing Wilder before he was going to knock him out. I didn't see him knocking him out. He's not a, a great knockout type of dude. Uh, Wilder, uh, I just figured eventually he only needs to land one punch. He's comfortable giving away round after round after round. And after those bombs, especially that second bomb he landed on, on Fury, I thought that would change. I thought that was like a, a, a Rashad Evans versus um, Chuck Liddell type punch. Chuck Liddell was never the same after he got knocked out by Evans. You tap his chin, he's going to sleep. And I thought it could have that kind of effect, that kind of bomb being landed, that 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 uh three two the right hand straight right followed by the left hook on the way down after he was already sleeping that was brutal and i thought that it would take it even less uh, a lesser shot was going to put him down this time eventually but funny thing happened in that third round he fucking flattened 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 wilder and that was it you could say from there that was it Deontay Wilder, we know he can't box. Everybody, he's got exposed. He's been done it, been exposed. He's not a he's not a he's not a boxer. He's a puncher. He's always been a puncher. He don't need to outbox you. That that's what makes him so amazing. He can just take your shots. He can do whatever and land his own, or he can just bully you. But he has to go forward. My man cannot cannot fight going backwards. He cannot counter. There's no head movements. There's no slipping punches to get you out of position to land something of his. There's none of that intricacy. There's none of it. But he's got power, and it worked for 40-something-odd fights. 42, 43 fights. 43-0 and 0 is what he was with 41 knockouts. That's crazy. So to say he got exposed, we saw him in the first Ortiz fight get, get danced on. We knew that. We knew Fury could do that. He just, it, it was just glaring. He, he's, he's a one-punch thrower. He can throw that one-two like he hit Ortiz with in their second fight, but he doesn't throw it often. He doesn't put punches together very well. He doesn't throw combinations at all, really. Ones, twos, one twos, maybe that's it. But he's not throwing two, three punch combinations uh, often. 
Um, he's not hitting off angles. He's not doing anything that, anything like that. If he's not going forward, he can't win. And 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 Wilder didn't let him go forward. I mean, uh, Fury didn't let him go forward. He just started going forward himself. Started putting hands on him. When he put him down in in the uh, with, with the when Fury put Wilder down with the uh, left hand to the body from the southpaw stance, I was shocked. Beautiful liver shot sent him flying across the ring. I mean, I, I, he was out on his feet since the third round. Uh, when they stopped the fight, I was like. See, here's the thing with the stoppage. I thought the ref stopped it. If this ref had stopped it at that point, I would have 100% disagreed. Uh, because, uh, and at the time when it got stopped, I thought that's what happened. You at least have to give him uh, an eight count, a standing eight count, before you just wave him off. Because he wasn't, in that particular instance, in that flurry, he was rocked, but he wasn't, it didn't look that bad. But as the corner man... Seeing the whole totality of the last four rounds, really, he's been out on his feet like a zombie. He's he's looking like he's he's out there epically failing a sobriety test on the side of the road. You know, he he can't walk the line for shit. Uh, too many trulies in the parking lot type shit. That's what he looked like. Everything that uh, that Fury after that first knockdown was landing was looking like it was rocking. Wilder, everything. He was reacting horribly to every punch he was landing. He would wobble. He would go, you know, you know, back up into the into the apron, into the ring, uh, into the ropes. It just looked bad. He was out on his feet. So when I found out it was the corner that threw it in, I 100% agreed. You can't let your fighter go in there and, and suffer brain damage. Everybody's saying, even him, uh, you know, I get it. Deontay Wilder's supposed to say, let me go out on my shield. That's what the corner man's there for. He's supposed to let his fighter blame him so his fighter can have that way out that's what he does he takes the blame for that but the, that's their their job they're not this they're not supposed to a corner man isn't su- supposed to decide whether he's going to stop a fight before the fight even starts you know there there isn't no agreement backstage don't ever stop it no nah, fuck that the point of the quarter man is to stop it when he sees that his fighter can't win the fight no more without more than a hail mary punch Without taking, you know, devastating, he he was taking damage. Everything after that, after those knockdowns, he he's just getting rocked. When so when you say let him go on his shield, you're actually just saying let him have a little more brain damage. He could take a little more brain damage before you stop it. Just a little more brain damage, then we'll stop it. Give him another round of brain damage, then you can stop it. Now fuck that. He was done. He had nothing more than a, a hail mary uh, at at the end of the game. That's all he had, and not even that. Because he, he had, there was still another six rounds, five rounds left of ass whooping like that. You, you can't do that. It was a great stoppage. His corner was right to stop it. The other cornermen who said they didn't agree, the chicken shits. Uh, Deontay Wilder was supposed to act like it, you know, he, he, you know, he was supposed to question it. Why'd you do that? That's what he's supposed to do. Of course he didn't want to go out. That's why the corner man makes that decision. Because a no fighter that's at that level is ever going to want to take that way out. But it saved him. It saved him a lot. Probably the reason why why he, he they can do a three uh, uh, make it a third fight. You, you don't want to you don't want to have Deontay uh, Deontay Wilder in the in the ICU hooked up to you know uh, breathing tubes and shit like that and and wish you had stopped it. Four fighters died last year in boxing. Four. A couple of them didn't even hit the ground. Didn't didn't even uh, go down in the fight. Think about that shit. They never even went down and they still suffered brain damage that killed them on the apron. They didn't even make it back stage so uh, it was it the fight was out of hand he was outclassed a third fight doesn't change anything could wilder go out there and land that right hand absolutely it's not likely though um i would really like to see wilder get back on train he smashes ruiz let him give him give him ruiz uh andy ruiz smash him and 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 then give joshua to fury fury attacks that motherfucking ass um Wilder came in overweight, not overweight, he just, he, he bulked up, he, his weight was different, uh, but he, he was slow with it, he, he took away his own advantage really with his hand speed, because he, he, even though he doesn't throw from like a traditional, from a traditional hands up boxing stance, he still has, you know, quick hands, he doesn't jab very well, he jab, jabs from his waist, uh, it's okay to jab from your waist, but you gotta have other jabs too, you gotta have different angles, different looks for your jab, and if that's the only look you have, you gotta be able to throw it traditionally from, the, from your face too, from your chin, um, it was too much weight for him. He he made this, you know. He said, "I'm not making excuses." And as soon as, but and as soon as that happens, you know, here come the excuses. The day after, he's saying the, the, that stupid ass costume he wore was 40 pounds and gassed his legs out before he even got to the ring. That's on you, homie. It, 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 but I don't want to make excuses. But you're gonna come out with the with the fucking 
the Hail Mary of all fucking excuses, the fucking costume I chose to wear to look like an asshole on the way into the ring blew my legs out, so I got my ass kicked for fucking seven rounds. Nah, man, I ain't buying that shit. Uh, we're canceling after the trial, uh, the trial period, homie. We ain't buying that shit. We're putting it on layaway. We ain't coming back. Uh, we saved our motherfucking rec- receipt. We're returning that shit. We ain't buying it, homie. Fuck up out of here with the uh, uh, the the... The costume I wore wore my legs out. If that wore your legs out, homie, you didn't train. How the hell did you gain 20 pounds? And Deontay Wilder's got to fight. At, his first fight with, with Fury was at 212. He went up to 231. That's crazy. That's a lot in just a couple months. You have to learn how to box with that weight on. Now, I don't know if he was cutting weight to get down to 212 before this, uh, before the first one. He walks around at 230. I don't know any of that, but it, it wasn't a good look. Uh, Tyson Fury is a boxer's boxer. He's the sweet science boxer. Hits angles. He, he showed you he could fight a whole different style in this fight. Plotting, coming forward, landing big shots. See, I actually thought that Tyson Fury didn't look great. I thought he was reaching with his jab at times, which was causing him to reach with his right hand, and it was getting him out of position, and he was falling into um, Wilder a lot, and they were clinching up. And I know a lot of his... his uh, his strategy was to clinch up and wear him down, wear Wilder down with his body weight and make him carry it, and, and, and that was all. But I don't think he meant to do it that much. He was landing big shots because he was re- reaching for him. That would have been harder if he had stayed back. He was reaching with that jab. If he had doubled the jab up and then thrown the right hand instead of jab long and then step in with the right hand off, off balance and kind of falling forward, you double the jab up, you stay back, you stay seated on your right hand, you landed a lot cleaner, a lot sharper. Um, I thought that's uh, just a small mistake that he was making from a, a, a fucking uh, expert, you know, couch uh, boxing watcher that I am. I'm just saying, I was on my couch and I, that's all, I, the only thing I was saying over and over again was double that jab up, then throw the right hand. There was times where it looked like he hurt. After the third round, everything he landed hurt Wilder, but then he would fall into him and clinch him and take away his chance to finish the fight over and over again he clinched instead of you know keeping his distance and landing a follow-up shot and he could have ended that fight in the fifth in the fifth round easy fourth round fifth sixth, any any time in between then um so i thought there was a couple times where he was he was you know out of position fury was out of position reaching with that right hand Uh, a better boxer makes him pay for that the last guy he fought probably makes him pay for that that was a tough fight for fury after that cut uh, it wasn't a legit cut. If I remember, it was a, a, a headbutt, and that motherfucker was, like, rubbing his gloves in and shit, fighting dirty and shit. Um, you know, he tooled that guy. But that guy gave, sadly, gave Fury a better fight than Deontay Wilder did the second time. He re- and the first time. If you add up all the rounds, I had 10-2. to 2. Just going on rounds, no 10-8s or anything. Rounds one, I had 10-2 to 2 the first time. 7-0 on this one. That's 17 rounds to 2. Without those knockdowns, it's a clean, it's a clean sweep. 17 rounds to two. That's an ass whooping. That, that doesn't deserve a third, a third shot for me. If I'm, Fury, if I'm Fury, I go fight Joshua, and then I call it quits. He's been talking about, you know, he doesn't really want. I thought this dude's only 31 years old. He was barely 30 years old when they fought last year. That's crazy. He was just out of his 20s. He looks a lot older than that. I thought he was like 35, 36. I thought he was like on some Jason Witten shit, but... Nah, homie's, homie's still spry, young if he wants to, but he has an opportunity to really clean out. It. Beats Klitschko on a 10, 11, 12-year uh, um, winning streak. He beats Deontay Wilder, who was 43-0 or 42-0-1. And then he goes and beats Joshua. I know he just got, you know, his you know, legacy is a little tainted with that Ruiz, but he did get that back in, uh, in this last fight and shut him out. For what it's worth, he's still one of the big names in Fury's era. He beats all three of those guys. There's nobody else for him. There's nobody else. I saw those two dudes on the undercard. They ain't it. They ain't it. I know that dude got uh, that Southpaw dude got the got the KO, but they ain't they ain't fucking with Tyson Fury. Joshua ain't fucking with Tyson Fury. Tyson uh, Joshua give him a much better fight than than uh, Deontay Wilder did the second time because he he's more of a traditional boxer. He can cover up. He can move. He can he can uh, he can slip. Uh, he can counter. He can go backwards. So he's got more ways to to attack Tyson Fury. But Tyson Fury, if he just if he, 
if he he takes even the the, the first fight against uh, against Deontay Wilder, he takes that approach to dancing and just being himself like he always is, moving freely and wildly and switching stance. He wasn't switching stances as much, even though he did put him down with the with the southpaw uh, shot to the body, but. He wasn't switching stances as much. He was fighting out of, out of Southpaw a lot in the first uh, fight against Wilder. So I'd like to see that guy come back and, and fight Joshua. Um, I'm taking Fury all, all day. So I was, I was wrong again. I was wrong again. Everybody was wrong on this shit, so I don't give a fuck. I don't give a mother fook. Uh, you win some. And dim some, you fucking lose. And I fucking lost that shit. Uh, we ain't buying your little, your little costume shenanigans, though, Wilder. Get your motherfucking shit together. Damn, this shit just turned off on me. I thought it was uh, erasing everything I just did. I was, I was throwing, I was throwing a fit, uh, triple champ fit right there, man. Uh, anyways, moving right, right along. What else do we got? We had uh, UFC. Yes, we had some UFC. We had. Uh, see, I was wrong. See, I could, I could lie to y'all. I didn't put the, I didn't put this, uh, the picks on wax for this last UFC. Um, where we had uh, Paul Felder versus uh, Dan Hooker. I didn't put my, my pick on wax. Um, I had Felder, though, and Felder lost a close decision. Uh, when I watched it live, I thought, I thought Paul Felder uh, edged him out. I thought, the thir- I thought even the fifth round, even with that weak-ass takedown at the end, uh, was enough, but I knew at the same time that with that weak-ass takedown that uh, – that Dan Hooker got at the end was going to win him the fight. So it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a robbery by, by any means. Uh, Paul Felder talking about he may be done. I don't like to see that. Just quit making this dude go to New Zealand or Australia to fight, man. That's like a, a month-long process or for a homie who has kids. I ain't trying to be away from the triple champ that long either, man. I don't blame him. Uh, from the wife and the kids like that, when you can just fight in, in Vegas or anywhere in the United States and only be gone for a couple days, that's nonsense. Uh, but Dan Hooker looked good, too. I mean, that was a back and forth war. Uh, both of them. You know, standing in the pocket, exchanging the low leg kicks for Dan Hooker were, were a game changer, especially at the beginning. Uh, landed some big jabs that busted up Paul Felder in the first round as I was swollen. Uh, Paul Felder turned it on in the fourth and fifth. I thought I thought he won the I thought he won the second round. I gave Hooker one and two were toss ups. You could have had it really any way. I I gave a round a piece for there. I gave Hooker round three and I gave four and five to. To Felder, but five could have gone either way. I figured the judges would go with the takedown. The takedowns, man, the takedowns in MMA, they're fucked up, man. If you don't do anything with the takedowns, I'm, I'm like some, you know, it's the debate. It's the, the debate. If you take somebody down, he immediately pops up. That's nothing. If you got to give a, it's, it's like wrestling. If you got to give a point for a takedown, you got to give a point for a reversal. Standing up is a reversal of being taken down, isn't it? Um, so those will cancel each other out. If you take a guy down and you do absolutely nothing with it, that's it. You don't win the round, you know, uh, just because you took him down and you do absolutely nothing with it. You don't throw a punch. You don't throw any strikes. You don't, uh, advance your position. Um, you got to go from the guard to side mount to, uh, side, you know, full side control to north, south, to mount to whatever. You got to do something. You got to throw strikes. You can't do this Damian Maya just tie you up thing. And ride out the round and win the round that way. Nah. And if a homie stands up, then that that negates. If you take a fighter down, you do nothing with it, even if you're on him for one minute, and that fighter ends up eventually standing up, that's a reversal, and that takes away that takedown. Unless you pounded his ass out while you were on top of him or had some submissions, close submissions, or were going for submissions. That's a different ballgame. Uh, these takedowns, you know, deciding. I thought, I thought uh, Felder was winning that round big time. I thought he landed the bigger shots, and I thought he was aggressive. Um... But that takedown sealed it sealed his fate. Um, good card though, an un- underrated card. Uh, I actually missed the co-main event. My my lady, my undercover Betty, one of the undercover Bettys of the UFC, Carol Carolina uh, Kovalkiewicz, got smashed by Yan Zhozhan. Yeah, listen, I, she's from like China. These Chinese fighters are taking over, man. We got Shang uh, Wei Li, Zhang Wei Li, Zhang Wei Li versus. Um, uh, uh, Joanna, uh, Bad Betty, Yanyechik coming up. That's going to be a hell of a fight. We're going to find a lot about uh, Whaley. We're going to find a whole lot out about her. She just smashed uh, uh, Andrade. Um, I kind of, you know, Andrade, you know, shouldn't have even had the belt, really. Uh, uh, she, she got lucky slamming homegirl on her head. Uh, Rose Namajunas on her head after she was getting her face completely dotted up. Um and that was, that was basically it for the card. Um, there were some good uh, Russian fighters, some Dagestani fighters that were on there. Uh, Magomed Mustafev, 
he, he got beat, actually, I think, in this one. Uh, there was another dude uh, right before that, uh, Tukukov, uh, Zybira. He looked good. He was dope. He ran through his opponent. Um, but that was basically it for that. The next big card we have coming up. Let's see. Let's check this shit out. Um, let's see. All events. We got Benavidez versus Figueroa. Figueredo. Figueredo. Uh, Benavidez, damn. This is the 125s, man. It's hard to get up for 125ers. Listen, I hope Joseph Benavidez finally does it. I hope he finally, in the last fight of the featherweight division, last title, weight, uh, title, title fight for the flyweight division, rather, 125ers, uh, I hope he gets it. You know, he, this is a lifetime achievement award. He's, I think, the last dude to beat Cejudo. Am I right, or was it DJ? One of them. I, I know he beat Cejudo. It was very close. I actually thought Cejudo won. That was after they did the Ultimate Fighter together, and they were the coaches. Uh, I, thought, I thought, actually, Cejudo got robbed on that one, but uh, he did get credit. Joseph Benavides did get credit for that. Uh, his, his old lady, his homegirl, Megan Olivia, on, on TV, so he's, he's winning. He's winning. He found a girl that's two times taller than him. You know he's swimming in that, homies. You know he's just treading water all up in that motherfucker in the in, you know, Olympic-sized pool over there in, in the fucking 16-foot deep end. You know how he's doing Benavidez. Hats off to you, homeboy. That Omega Le- Omega, Megan Olevy over there. God damn, homie. That alone, you the, tra- you the fucking champ. You the people's champ, homeboy. Uh, homie's like fucking barely over 4-2. Uh, uh, he, he's, he's small, but Figueredo, I've seen him fight a few times. He's a uh, grizzled veteran, uh, very good everywhere, well-rounded fighter, uh, good hands, uh, very good hands, very good stand-up. He can grapple with you. He can take you down. He's got very good grappling. So I don't know. I think this. I think they're, both of their games are, are you know heavy grappling games. Um, Benavidez just doesn't have any power, but he can outpoint you uh, in, in a kickboxing match, where, which I think this is going to end up being. Is going to their 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 ground games and their takedown games. I think are going to uh, you know cancel each other out. And I'm just I'm going to pick with my heart on this one and say that Joseph Benavidez you know gets the long lifetime achievement award on this shit. Uh, Felisa Spencer, uh, Lava, Megan Anderson, a tall glass of water right there fighting Norma Dumont. I'll take Megan Anderson. Um, Kind of it, kind of it. Uh, they now. I, I think you know some Conor McGregor news. I think I think what makes most sense, and I, what we're, we're starting to hear right now, is that um, he's gonna get Gaethje. And a couple months ago, uh, if you would have heard this, I said Gaethje whoops his ass. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Gaethje definitely, you know, is gonna outlast him if the fight goes long. Gaethje is too hittable, though. The more I'm thinking, you know, he's going to land some big leg kicks. Conor McGregor's never really had to uh, defend leg kicks. Uh, maybe if that Aldo fight had gone a little longer, but Aldo hasn't been using leg kicks for a while, long time now himself. I, I, but this is the first time you're going to have to see him defend some leg kicks or, or get hurt by some leg kicks to see how his game changes. Uh, but I can see him coming out and overwhelming with that left hand. He's going to land it. And if, uh, you know, uh, Gaethje's going to have to withstand it. And he's been in a lot of wars, man. Um, but it's it's a little, it's almost exactly identical to the Cerrone fight, except Gaethje's a little better than Cerrone is at this point. Uh, Cerrone's, you know, in, in his prime, Gaethje in his prime, that's a crazy fight. So, uh, you know, we saw Gaethje destroy, did he fight? Cerrone? I think he fought Cerrone, if I'm not, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, uh, Gaethje... Big, big shots himself, throws big hooks, willing to take a shot in the pocket, stay in the pocket, take shots, and counter off your punch. He literally fills punches, land on his face, and then just throws. As soon as your hands touch his face, he throws. That's how he counters. Throws big hooks. Those can land. I mean, it, it's an interesting fight, man. It's definitely a it's more winnable fight that I, I, not the more that I've seen it. I wish I would have seen more from Conor McGregor. Um in that Cerrone fight, I wish it would at least gone a full round so we could see him, you know, how he looks, taking punches, seeing punches, you know, uh, countering, moving, all that kind of thing. I think uh, leg kicks would have been a big part of Cerrone's game, but we didn't get to see it. So um, he's going to have to figure that out. I, I like it, though. I like it, though, because tell you what, uh, if Khabib wins and he beats Tony Ferguson, I'm taking Ferguson, by the way. We'll get into that when it gets closer, if that fucking fight happens. It's too far away. If Connor's, if Connor's smart, though, he's staying ready. He can jump in. I can guarantee you if one of these fighters drops, Connor's going to jump in there. If, if he's staying in shape right now, which I, he always does, um, you can imagine. And if Tony gets hurt and he gets to fight Khabib that way, uh, or Khabib and he fights Tony, that's an interesting fight right there. But um, 
if Khabib wins, I don't see him granting that fight uh, to, to, to Connor. So Connor's going to have to take something else. He's or, uh, Khabib's already been saying uh, he doesn't deserve the, the rematch. If Tony wins it and shocks the world, then that makes sense. You can give Connor that fight. But that's going to be a long time. I think Connor said he wants to fight three times. He's got to fight between then. I think he fights Gaethje. He could fight Gaethje before the, the Khabib and, and Tony fight or right just after it and, and be set up for the winner of that fight. Um, so if he wins... Um, Fuck, moving right along. What else do we got going? Let me save this shit before I, uh, this uh, shits on me and, and races. We back, we back, we cool, we cool. Um, man, they showing these. Uh, caught me off guard. I didn't realize my microphone was working earlier. Uh, when I, I was recording, when I was getting ready to record at the intro of this shit, I was like, oh, really? I was watching this commercial they show all the time. Is the fucking uh, KFC um, donut chicken sandwich they're, they're starting wars homie this this is all out war with these chicken sandwiches man it's it, it, it's wild uh people dying in the streets of these 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 damn stores and they don't give a fuck they're just up and up in the ante every time now a donut chicken sandwich man what what, what do you where do you go from that you know a fucking uh, a bear claw, a, a cinnabon chicken sandwich. That's the only. That's the only place you can go. You're just gonna put it in between two like uh, a German chocolate cake uh, chicken sandwich. I don't know where the hell you're gonna go from here. <coughs> I don't know. I haven't heard of any rioting in, in, in KFC. I would assume there's more KFCs than Popeyes, so you know we can spread it out a little bit. Uh, but best believe, uh, I know where one is. I, me, me and the triple champ may go be uh, next next week going uh, making a little stop by for lunch for that shit. I gotta try that. That glazed donut looks bomb as fuck, man. And not to mention, I got the re up yesterday. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll fill y'all in on my, my my little smoke game for the for the month. Um, I got the uh, one gram. Uh, vape cartridge of Girl Scout cookies, 92.5% THC, uh, eat your ass type shit, you, 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 you immediately, you rip that, you lay back, throw your legs over your head, your heels over your head, and get your ass ate by that shit, that shit, woo, wee, little dabble, do you, and then I got the Gorilla Glue number four batch, so I got the regular Gorilla Glue kush, uh, uh, on the last time, now I'm rolling with this Gorilla Glue, which is, a uh, uh, Indica, uh, the Girl Scout cookie vape is a hybrid. I wanted more of a sativa, but the price was right. Uh, so that's what your boy's smoking on for the month. So uh, hopefully y'all homies is smoking too, uh, wherever the hell y'all is at. Um, higher, uh, let, let's get Bernie up in this bitch, and, and, and all y'all be smoking. How about, how about that shit? You know, I, I ain't getting political, none. I'm just saying, if you want to smoke, that's a good way to do it. Um, you see this homie? I, I got, what, what else do I got? Uh, yeah, we had, we had some sad shit go down. Um, we had the, uh, Kobe Bryant Memorial. I actually watched some of it, um, that they did at the Staples Center just a couple weeks ago. Man, it's still crazy that that dude's gone. Uh, I loved Kobe. I hate the Lakers, but I loved Kobe and Shaq, man. I actually rooted for him during those years, and I, and I don't like the, the Lakers at all. Now that they're gone, uh, as soon as Kobe retired, fuck its mother, fuck the Lakers. My Pelicans just got their asses ate the other night by him, and they got to play him again on Sunday. Um... But uh, they had the thing. It was actually a real good service, man. Shaq was dope. The the funniest shit was MJ. MJ came out and, and said, "I didn't want to do this because you know of the last last crime meme." Everybody was cracking up. He said, "I told my old lady that you know I didn't want to see another crying meme for the next three to four years." You mean the next like thirty years, homeboy? That that first crying Jordan Hall of Fame meme is still in effect like that shit hasn't that that's one of the most universal well used there's miles on that shit there's like a subaru there's hundreds of thousands there's a million miles on that motherfucker um it ain't going nowhere and i have you know what's funny is i haven't seen any new jordan crying memes uh so maybe you got out of the way of that shit but that that was uh funny as hell uh beyonce opened that shit up she's still a bad betty homie um still bad betty um what else do we have uh nfl you know they're over here and they're talks and shit they're talking about it's looking like philip rivers is going to indianapolis uh makes sense for him uh just means indianapolis is going to be making the playoffs with uh next couple years at least um tom brady he's up in there sounding like he's actually going to leave um new england we d boys we ain't interested sorry homeboy uh you don't gotta go home tom brady we gotta get the fuck up off my goddamn porch homeboy you ain't fucking staying here homeboy 
kick rocks on me. We got Dak. I know they're in some uh, con- contract negotiations. I'm keeping my hands out of his pockets. Uh, let him get his. Pay the motherfucker and let's move on already. This, this is crazy. Dak Prescott right now is better than Tom Brady is right now. Period. He's just the mobility alone. That, just that alone. Tom Brady looked like dog shit the last two years, really. Go watch him in that Super Bowl against the Rams. He was dog shit. And he made one throw to Gronk. And when he didn't have Gronk, he did nothing this year. Um, but they got the CBA, man. These players, they're collapsing. They bitch all year. And I, I, I'm for the players. I want them to get paid. Fuck the owners. These dudes are already rich and shit. I get it. But you dummies, y'all, y'all can't. See, here's the problem. Most of the league doesn't make millions and millions of dollars. Most of the league makes $100,000 or, you know, 50 grand for a game here and goes down to the practice squad, comes back, makes a game check, you know, for like 50 grand or something like that. You know, they're not making that much money. So half the league, you know, or more really, uh, that are making like these league minimums or lesser salaries, they can't afford to miss games. They can't afford to strike. These other dudes like the, the Bradys and, and the Rodgers and the soon the Daxes, these guys get, are, are paid. They're fucking paid with guaranteed money. They're, they're set. They could afford to sit out a season if need be, miss four, five, six, seven, eight games if need be. These other dudes can't afford that, so they can never get on board because what these, these guys always complain you know, about, about uh, the franchise tag. You could try to get that off the table. You're not even trying to negotiate that off the table. Uh, the salary cap, if not completely getting rid of it, making it a lot fucking higher, uh, you know, 50%. I think the, the players are getting 46%. The owner's getting 40, 52 or something like that. You, you can negotiate all this. All the things you've been bitching about since 2011 in the last CBA is all up for grabs now. You can now finally make a, a, a choice on it and make a stand on it, but you won't do it because you're not going to want to miss those game checks. I mean, if I, if I was them, go get your ass a little summer job at, at uh, In-N-Out Burger or something like that. Uh, go drive an Uber uh, for, for, a, uh, for a couple months. Do something. Save your damn money. You've known this has been coming. Maybe you could have saved your money over the last couple of years trying to live that baller lifestyle when you don't got that baller paycheck. I mean, making six hundred grand a year if you're making like league minimum 700 800 whatever it is, that's baller money to me. You see all my homies around here that are staying in my neighborhood, 800 grand? That's ridiculous money. So to not be able to sit out some games and then just to turn around and bitch about it, the owners want 17 games. I'm all for that as a fan. Get rid of one uh, preseason game. But these dudes talk all that yip-yapping, gum-bumping, uh, lip-smacking, teeth-clacking shit all goddamn for the last decade. And now they have a chance to change it and they're going to fold like motherfucking lawn chairs. They're going to fold and just sign that shit. And, and Rodgers and, 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 and uh, homeboy up in, in, in Seahawks land, Russell Wilson, they're, they're over here saying, nah, 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 nah. But it's easy for them to say because they 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 getting caked out at like 30-something million a year, $35 million a year. Um, so, but it looks like they're going to save it. Uh, they're going to they're gonna sign that shit. I don't want to hear any bitching, no bumping gums, none of that shit for the next 10 years while this shit is in fact. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear that shit. You sign on the dotted line, I'm happy. I don't have to miss any games. It's my favorite time of the year. It's football season, so I'm chilling. Uh, but I don't want to hear nothing a- after that. Um, what else do we got? Uh, just some random shout-outs. Um, let's do some hip-hop talk. Let's do some hip-hop talk. Let's get into this hip-hop shit because we've had some – we finally had some shit. We, we, you, know, you know I've been swinging, bungee jumping on Eminem's nuts since he put out to, music to be murdered by. Still, I, I got the hard copy. I got a CD player. I'm one of the last cars to have a CD player. Bought my shit in 2016, and it was the last car to have a CD player. Um, so I, I got the hard copy. I, I got an actual CD that I ordered from the Eminem website. I got that in the ride. It just bumps harder. Trust me on that shit. It just bumps harder. It's it, it's nostalgic. I love hitting you know skip and all that and just and, and listen to to the CD. Royce to five nine just put an album out called Allegory. I've been telling y'all about this. Listen to the album. A lot different type of hip hop. This is if you guys like that boom bap old school like ni- late nineties. Early 2000s type feel, that East Coast-ish type feel. Um, this will be right up your alley. Uh, dope. It reminds me a lot of To, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly uh, from uh, Kendrick Lamar, which was an album that went over my head. Sonically, I didn't really like it that much, but I know it wasn't made for me. 
um, lyrically, you know, it's always going to be dope. There's some tracks that were like that with this Royce one, just a little. I thought some of the, he produced the whole album by himself. I thought some of the tracks were just boring. I, I, I understand, you know, the message and everything, and every track was an allegory. And then as a whole, the whole album was an allegory, which is, you know, like a, a moral a hidden moral inside of a story is basically what an allegory is. Like a, a little different from a metaphor, but like a metaphor for the overall story uh, that's like hidden in there that you got to like see the hidden meaning of. So it was dope. There was a lot of dope ass tracks on there. Um, but just some of, some of the beats I thought were just really, you know, just a, a simple, you know, loop that he found or a sample that he looped. And that just wasn't, you know, I know it was his you know, first project really, uh, producing the shit he produced on a new m album were fucking bangers um this one i you know the taste of it you know just wasn't my favorite shit he did a track on there called tricked with crooked eye i'm gonna get in the crooked eye here in a minute that shit's hard as fuck uh black savage that shit with uh t-i-t-i's on this shit shit's hard as fuck upside down with benny the butcher that shit's hard go check out benny the butcher i'm finally starting to get onto that dude he's like a throwback east coast new york type of rapper i don't know where he's from but that's what i get from him um i was listening to his last project recently that shit's dope um what else was on this um Pendulum was dope. I don't age was dope. Uh, so there, there was there were some bangers on here. There was Dao Shao was pretty fucking dope. But that was one of those tracks where it's kind of just a, a continuous loop of a sample. Go get this Crooked Eye, man. This dude Crooked Eye. If you didn't check out the Eminem and Crooked Eye on Crooks Quarter, they did like an hour long interview uh, in Dre's studio. Shit was hard. Shit was real dope. I'm just talking about lyrics, um, uh, uh, about just hip hop, just as as like um. Like almost like a sport he really talked about, you know, just how he does it for the love of it, and he wants to set the bar, and he just loves other MCs that are dope like him, and, and, and it, it was just a great interview, but um, he, um, Crooked Eye, go check out Crooked Eye, he's been doing this series called The uh, Weeklies, he puts out every couple months, he puts out like a full album. Um, he put the, you know, there's weeklies, the, the newest one just dropped a couple weeks, like two weeks ago, it's called The Weeklies Volume 5, shit is banging homies this dude this dude crooked eye can go toe-to-toe bar for bar with anybody metaphors for fucking days you heard him on the i will track the very last track on uh, music to be murdered by uh abra i go ham for dead presidents that shit um uh john wilkes that's who i'm in the booth like that shit's hard this dude this dude is hard He, he takes a bunch of classic fucking beats a lot of classic uh tupac um also, I think he has a classic uh, Outcast track, but he he's flipping these beats. He's like he, they're different, but the same. They have like similar uh, you know um, elements to them. But the whole track, I mean, the whole album is fire. But you know, some standouts. How you really feel to start that shit? Uh, I think I'm Big Psych, which is a, a um, All Eyes on Me kind of remake. Uh, better better late than never. I love y'all. The last track is a fucking banger. Go get that Crooked Eye. If y'all need some dope music in your rides. To look hard to, cause you're soft, motherfuckers eating KFC glazed donut chicken sandwiches. But you, you, you soft as fuck, and you need to look hard. Go bump this shit. Trust me on that. Um, couple dope ass albums that have dropped. So go, go get on that. Go get on some Benny the Butcher. That shit, that shit's uh, pretty fire. If you like that hardcore um, rap shit, East Coast rap and shit. All right, moving right the fuck along. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to touch on this. One last time. One last time. This will be it. The Astros. This will be it. I think this is the third time I got to mention these dudes. Um, and then I'm going I'm, uh, I'm, I'm to keep their name out my motherfucking mouth after this. I found out that they, they cheated a couple years ago my, my Angels 19 times. That's every fucking game they played them that year. And I remember in 2017, we were like 2-17 and 17 versus those assholes. They smoked us every game. Come to find out they've been cheating. They cheat every game. People are keep talking about just the 2017 season. No, they've been cheating for the last three years, probably even more than that. But what got me worked into a, a, a frothy, foamy, rich lather is these dudes coming out right before spring training and talking about the, the, the actual owner of the Astros talking about it didn't get them any advantage they didn't get an advantage from knowing what pitch the pitcher was throwing so then i i just asked myself then why the fuck are you doing it in the first place why the fuck you firing your gm why are you firing your coach if they did something that gave you no advantage then they didn't cheat so why you gotta fucking fire them furthermore 
if knowing the pitch that is coming isn't an advantage, why the fuck does anybody have signs to begin with, my man? Pray tell, please tell me. Why doesn't the catcher just yell, fastball, homie, and the pitcher, nah, 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 I'm going to throw that fucking curve. All right, throw the fucking curveball. Better better yet, no, throw that changeup. All right, changeup. I'm throwing the changeup. Changeup, cool. Why don't they just do that? Why do they even bother with st- with signs? Why is homie going to risk uh, straining his fingers between his legs and shit to give this pitcher signs if it doesn't help in any way? Why don't they just yell what pitch they're throwing? If it's no advantage. Knowing exactly what pitch is coming is like 99% of baseball, homie. It's the biggest advantage you can fucking have. You imagine a football team, one football team, having five downs. The other team gets three downs. That's a big fucking advantage. Or five downs and the other team just has four. That's a big fucking advantage. Changes everything. Changes how you run an offense, how you play call. How long you're going to have the ball. You have five chances to gain 10 yards. That's a big difference. These motherfuckers out here talking about it didn't do anything. This dude, I saw a video. I saw a new video. Every day there's new video. This dude was swinging Carrera or some shit. He swung the bat and a piece of, of metal, a, a chip flew off of his bat. From the grip tape of his bat. He had an electronic sensor in his bat. And he just calmly walks over. Uh, outside the batter box picks it up as if he doesn't know what the hell it is like what the hell is this that came flying off my bat looks at it examines it like he's lost and then puts it in his pocket if it was just trash or a piece of bubble gum you could have just left it there this dude puts it in his pocket homeboy doesn't want his jersey ripped off because he's got the fucking he, he he's 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 wired like a fucking fbi snitch he was fucking wired running around those bases Altuve the fucking snitch. Fucking crazy talking about this didn't help you out. Didn't help you in any. That's just fucking wild, man. Um, I don't know of any way you can have any bigger uh, advantage in, in, in the game. You wouldn't even bother to have signs if it didn't help you. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, so that'll be... Um, that's the last time. Listen, fuck them. I think they should take away their, their, their title. Uh, the public has already done it. They don't recognize these motherfuckers. All of them are going to get beamed all fucking year. Uh, they're going to get fucking soda thrown at them. Uh, I'm sure some duty is going to come flying their way. Um, and you name it. Cracker Jacks. You know, hot dogs. Uh, fully loaded hot dogs. They're going to they get, they're gonna get, you know, uh, buckets of feces dumped on them. It's going to be ugly this year, homies. It's going to be ugly for the Astros, and it should be. They should, they should just give those rings back, give that motherfucking uh, a piece of metal. You heard, the, you heard the MLB commissioner. It's just a piece of metal. He don't even get that piece of metal, the, 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 the one thing that everybody's playing for. It's just a piece of metal. So if it didn't matter, if it's just a piece of metal, you don't, then why do we even play these games, homie? What, what the fuck is going on here? This dude, uh, Manfred... Out here, you know, in cahoots with these Astros, like like throwing himself in front of the bullet. You're wondering why, what the fuck is going on here? What did this guy do to get this kind of protection? None of the players. This dude on, on, on YouTube, I forget the dude's name. He's got it all documented. He's got video after video. This dude's out here uh, like like uh, like uh, Julian uh, uh, Assange. That dude, he's out here WikiLeaks leaking this shit all on YouTube. It's quite obvious how much and who, which players were cheating like motherfuckers. They should all be kicked out. How the hell is 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 uh, Rose Pete Rose out of the game? These guys aren't. Altuve should never play another game in in his life. He should at least be suspended a year. I'd say five. Carrera ten. All of them. Altuve ten. Give him a decade long ban. Let him come back when he's like fifty six years old. See if he can play then. That's some bullshit. Uh, NBA's popping right now. NBA's popping. My my Pelicans just lost their Lakers, but other than that, they 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 pushing. Now Grizzlies lost last night, so we gained a little game up on them. We're about three games out of the A seed, even ten games under five hundred. I don't give a fuck. Just get me in that playoff. I guarantee we're gonna we're gonna shock the world. We're gonna beat the Lakers. We're probably gonna lose to the Lakers on Sunday. I don't give a fuck. We saving all our Laker dubs for the first round of the playoffs. We are gonna beat the Lakers in six games. Trust me on that shit. 
we played them tough. We played them tough, and then at the end, we just turned the ball over. And Zion had too many turnovers, even though he scored 29 points. Uh, he's a beast. Um, Ingram is a beast. We got a cool little team. I, I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna make a little run there. I think they're gonna pull up the pull up the AC. The Rockets are looking tough now, all of a sudden. But they're a shooting team, man. You've seen them in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if they have Russell Westbrook. First of all, that dude he can't shoot. He's not a very good shooter. He's good going to the basket. Three point shooter. He's trash. Um, they're, they're three-point shooters and, and, and heavy. The ball, they don't really run an offense. It's either West, Russell Westbrook going one-on-one uh, or, or homeboy uh, Harden going one-on-one. We've seen it. That's why they, they don't have playoff success. But they look, they look legit. Um, the Clippers, you know, I don't know what to think of them. Most of the time it's just because Kawhi doesn't play every night. But they're, they're dropping games they shouldn't lose. But they're technically the better team. I think they could beat the Lakers for sure. They should beat the Lakers. Um, Denver, Denver's going to choke when it matters. They did last year. Utah's a tough little team. You probably don't want to play them in the in the in the first round. On the east side, um, it's the Bucks, man. They they're just they're just dope. They, I mean, I look at their squad and I'm just I watch a, a few games of them. And other than Giannis, you're not really that you know impressed with everybody. But they they just got a solid little team, man. Solid little team that plays defense. Um, they're the best team in the NBA. Uh, Philadelphia, you don't know what to make of them. Now Simmons is gone. Now uh, homeboy Embiid, who knows how long he's gone with his shoulder. He just dropped almost 50 the other night. Um, but they're, they're, not a real, they're not a real champ. I, I, you know, I, I, the, the, the Heat are a problem. If they play the 76ers in the first round, phew, could be a big upset right there. Um, who else? The Celtics are going to be a problem. They're going to be in the mix there. The Celtics versus Bucks is kind of looking like that could be. In the, the Raptors, even after losing Kawhi, one of the best teams in the league. That that's a, that's a those are the top four teams in the East are are, are going to be interesting. How, how that all plays out, and, and you get the Bucks, or you get a team like like the Celtics, or you know who knows. Um, you know Tatum over there is, is balling. He's 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 looking like Ingram. Ingram and Tatum are looking kind of real similar to me right now. Uh, they're really dope. They're really you know stepped their game up this year. Uh, elite type players. Um, so it, it it's gonna it's gonna be a dope. We're coming to we're coming to the, you know the end of the year. Um, we're coming to um, uh, March Madness. College basketball is getting in effect, man. It's gonna it's gonna be fucking dope. I like this time of year. I like April. Uh, the fuck else do we got? I got to give an RIP to my homie Mad, uh, Mad Mike Hughes. Uh, if you don't know who Mad Mike Hughes is, um, I had him, uh, uh, I put his ass on blast a few months ago. He was making a homemade rocket ship in his backyard uh, out of Lego sets. Um, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He had like some double D batteries and, and some Legos and he was trying to fly to go take pictures uh, of the flat earth. He believed the earth was flat and he was going to prove it by building a uh, rocket ship in his backyard. Um... He didn't leave well enough alone, and he died trying to in a homemade rocket. The motherfucker flew some, tried to fly in some Lego set, as some Star Wars Lego set or some shit he found on clearance at Big Lots, and now he's fucking dead. He's he's on some dead ass shit. You know what I mean? So, um, shout out to Mike, uh, Mad Mike Hughes, um, R.I.P. Homeboy. Um, I tried to save y'all, tried to, tried to kick y'all knowledge, but this dude. Um, he, 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 did, he wouldn't leave it alone, man. He, he was just a sucker for love. Um, they said uh, frequent, and he was, on, he was on one of my favorite shows all the time, uh, the All Out Show on Sirius Radio. Uh, Matt Mac you, uh, has died at 64 after launching himself in a self-made steam-powered rocket that crash-landed. Of course it did. How else was it not going to? If this dude could make a fucking Lego set fucking rocket go into outer space, he would be working for like, the SWAT team of NASA, like whatever that, the super astronaut shit, you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be building fucking uh, uh, cardboard box rockets in his backyard and shit on, on the weekends. He, he would be like a, a valued genius of our society. Um, so sucks for him. Uh, we tried to warn you, homeboy, uh, but his, his shit died, uh, crashed, a uh, little Evil Knievel-ass uh, knockoff of True Value brand Evil Knievel, R.I.P. motherfucker. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Eric ba- uh, Erica Badu's wild. You ain't hear about Erica Badu. She's selling $50 cologne. It's called Badusi, a.k.a. Bad Pussy cologne, and... Um, it's it's actually an incense. My bad. It's not an incense. You don't spray it on yourself. I, you can imagine spraying it. It's actually sent it after her, her fucking pussy, homies. Erica Badu is selling incense that 
they <laughs> here's how they did it. They took her used panties. She 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 collected uh, a ton of used panties, wore some panties. They burned them and made ashes out of them and then put the ashes in the scent of the incense so you get to smell her vagina. So it's sold as Erica Badu vagina smelling incense because every person that claiming this is this self-proclamation here from Erica Badu, she claims that every dude she's ever slept with says how magical her pussy is. Um, so, and, and apparently it's sold out instantly um the pre-orders they it sold out on that shit um but it's it, it's um it sold out in 19 minutes her uh erica badu's 50 dollars bad pussy premium incense uh featuring ashes from her underwear the pre-sale was a huge success there you have it homegirls making incense of a motherfucking uh, uh musty ass pussy and uh, and, and homies are, are are buying that shit all kinds of ways. Amazon Prime next day air type shit to themselves. Um, that's it, man. What the fuck am I going to do? That's it, man. I'm going to hop up out of here, man. It's, this is episode 98. We're getting close to 100. I don't know what's going to go down for 100. I, I've been thinking about 100. I expected to be here. Um, this isn't like unexpected. This, you know, am, am I supposed to pop the bubbly? Am, are, are we supposed to have ticker tape? We going t- ticker taping? We turning cars over? We starting uh, 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 fucking fires, uh, you know, garbage can fires and shit like that? I don't know. Um, I expected to be here, though. So uh, part of me is like act as if um, on, on episode 100. Um, that's kind of like we ain't stopping at 100. You know what I mean? Like, so... It's like celebrating getting to the Super Bowl. It's like being a Rams fan, you know, celebrating I got to the Super Bowl. Being a 49ers fan this year, you know. Now, nah, you celebrate winning the motherfuckers. This isn't Major League Baseball where they, they, they fucking uh, splash each other with, with, with bubbly after every little series they win on their way to the, uh, to the World Series. By the time they win the actual World Series, they've already celebrated like they won the World Series six times. So it means absolutely nothing. I, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm deciding. Do I want to, you know, go up? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's 200's the milestone. Maybe it's five fucking hundred. Maybe we do some thousand shit in, in 10 years we hit a thousand. I don't know. You know, so we'll, we'll play it by ear. Hopefully I can get whiskey on at least for the 100th episode. Um, and, and we'll keep it moving like that. But Dago, uh, keep your ass napkin uh, uh, nice and dry, uh, nice and changed. Uh, every couple of hours is recommended. You know, get your ass up on that koala station in the uh, mall uh, bathroom. Prop your little ass up on there and change your little, uh, your little ass nap. Remember, if you're going to be clapping cheeks. Uh, you're going to be uh, smashing out. Remember to remove your ass nap. Uh, your boy Moody Hank has been caught with an ass nap in his cheeks uh, while he was clapping cheeks. Uh, it was pointed out to me, and I tried to play it off like uh, I had a dingleberry, like I was wiping and something got stuck in there. Um, and, you know, I just changed positions and went about my business so that my, my booty hole was no longer exposed with my ass napkin in there. Um, so you don't want to be that guy. So if you're going to be rocking, you're going to be doing this, uh, ass napkin game, just be on point, homie. Don't forget. You will forget it. You will forget it. You'll forget it in the shower. You'll be taking a shower when you see a little brown, uh, ass napkin float into the drain and you'll be like, oh shit, I forgot about my ass nap. More you wear the ass nap, the more you'll be accustomed to wearing and changing the ass nap and, and staying fresh all goddamn summer. Cause if you in Dago bitch, California, it's already 85 degrees. But anyways, for the Triple Champ, on behalf of the Triple Champ, on behalf of Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, I'm out this bitch. I motherfucker. Staring at the clock with a goddamn minute since I last checked, is he back yet? On lunches, tactic is a dip, start doing backflips. Put that bad bitch down on admin, now magic, he can smash it. Then fuck stuck sitting next to Catherine, she's babbling about damn, damn kids. kids. Shut the fuck up, think I had enough love, never getting much love. Things gon' change when I hit them with an eight jar complaint. They all remain quiet in the hallway when I pass by. What up, homie? That's right, stuffy clothes last night. Fuck you with my past, past life. life. Must have been Sheen's rubber. Look at these all three motherfuckers, mean muggers. Clock got cleaned under blink. Wonder how long can a fucking background take? Sit the ass down, explain to me how you been late 26 damn times in a month. That's rough, ass fucks, give none left. One, did you up? Let's go! 
forklift spinning, top down stunting on some OT Nothing done the whole week, lunch up an OG Kush, slowly push, my luck like it's raised white buck Gotta take my see me still in boxes on my day Y'all say I'm laid off when the state calls stay Getting paid, y'all pray that my face stalls out Heavy on the clutch, not enough gas, gotta run fast Got your one last shot for the clip run down Got the window down and the VIN locked out Flip a bitch, go round, there it is, slow down Cock a click, goes flat Heads in the clouds, I come back down in Shine. Kick the bitch gear, tap the cruise, I'm in the news tides Wait, soon by chokes, and you'll soon find out like I'm doing right now Living in the past, heard a knock one day Chilling at the pad, about a block away I hop in the skip, only walk one way Down the boulevard, looking hard, talk shit fades Giving day, wishing never stayed, pitching them rocks And shots at clay, pitching trays, missing every day Inches to the gray, shit is way different When you're from the streets of memory lane Get it back on your feet, guess you better get a name Or you'll be back, best believe that Just bleed tracks, trying to feed back Got trees past hell's cheap ash That bowled out, then we roll out Hit the roads out, heads in the clouds that we blowed out Never top 10 On the last lap Like my odds thin Down the home stretch Closing in I'm gonna catch up When the going gets rough I'm gonna give up I know it's five with you I come